Welcome back to our study of Psalm 142, where David laments the fact that no one seems to care. And that's a really tormenting truth when you feel that way. But notice also the tragic truth. You see, the tormenting truth that many feel is nobody cares, but the tragic truth is many people don't care. And that is many of us who are believers, many of us who are Christians, many of us who have been changed by the Lord and made new people don't care about others like we should. We get so preoccupied with ourselves, so involved in our own pursuits, and so closely related to our jobs and our families that we don't really lift up our eyes and look out there and see the needs of other people like we should, see people who are hurting, see people who are lonely, see people who are in desperate need of a pat on the back or a word of encouragement or just a friend. Maybe where you work, there are those there. If you just look around, just notice somebody who's very lonely, somebody who seems to be always by themselves, and befriend them. Have lunch with them. Let them know that you care. Let them know that you're interested. Let them know that you have a desire to be their friend. David Galloway tells about one of his church members in Portland, Oregon, who, who drives one of the city buses, and he said he was driving in downtown Portland not long ago when he stopped at a bus stop, and there was a man standing at the bus stop. He was unshaven and dirty. And he said when he opened the door, the stench from the man, the smell from the man hit him full force. He said, I was thinking, I hope this guy doesn't get on my bus. But he did. And to his dismay, he got on. And he didn't pay his fare. But the bus driver decided not to get into a hassle with him because he probably didn't have any money anyway. The man was the only rider on the bus for quite a while. When the driver stopped again, a blind man got on the bus. The blind man didn't see how unkempt and dirty the man was. He went immediately to where the man was and <clears throat> sensed his presence and sat down by him, and they began to talk, and they were the only riders on the bus. The blind man quickly introduced himself, and he said, My name is Jim. He stuck out his hand and shook the other man's hand. The man who, who, was, who was homeless introduced himself and said that his name, told him his name. And as the bus went along, they began to talk and they began to share. And before long, the blind man was sharing with the other man the love of Christ and how Christ had died for him and how Christ loved him and how Christ wanted to make a new person out of him. And he said, as the, as the bus was driving along, uh, the man prayed and received Christ. And he said when he stopped his bus for a moment, he went back and talked to the two men and joined with them in a time of celebration as they celebrated the salvation of the man. And, and he, it, the point was the driver said, I did not see that man as a person for whom Christ died. I saw him as a smelly, homeless man who didn't pay his fare. But this other man who could not even see physically saw him as he really was, saw him as a person who was greatly loved by God. And so it is. That's the way God wants us to look at people. He wants us to see past what they're wearing, even how they're smelling. He wants us to see past everything else, to know that they are a person who is tremendously important to God and that God cares about them. I want you to notice this truth. And that is this, God really does care. You see, David made that discovery. David began to discover that, 
that there was one who cared. He didn't think there was, but there was one. He said, I have no refuge. But then he said, you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. Listen to my cry, for I am in desperate, desperate need. And he poured out, he said, I, I pour out my complaint before you. You see, that's one thing that's so special about God. And that is we can even pray complaining. We can tell God how bad we feel, how bad things are, how much we're hurt, how we need so much a change in our lives, and how we're in desperate, desperate need. We can be angry, we can upset, we can be upset, we can be lonely, but we can bring all of that to God. You see, God, as we looked at Psalm 139 yesterday, God already knows everything we feel. He knows everything we're experiencing. He knows that we're angry or mad or hurt or lonely. And so when we begin to to realize that and we just share it with him, then he can respond to us and comfort us and strengthen us. We need to show him and declare to him our troubles. David said, I declare my trouble before you. Now, we're not doing that because he doesn't already know, but we're doing it because as we declare it to him, it it relieves us. It takes the burden off of us. The Bible says, cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. Now, Peter said, cast all your cares, worries, and fears on the Lord because he's the one who cares for you. See, when we begin to cast those things on him, when we begin to pour them out onto him, it begins to take the weight of responsibility off of us. He talks of God here as his refuge. A refuge is a place of safety. It is a place where the storms can't get to you. It's a place where the enemies can't find you. It's a place where David is saying, Lord, you are my refuge. Uh, It's not people. It's not a place. But you're the one in whom I can hide. You are the one in whom I can trust. You are my portion. And that means I can put my trust in you. Corey Tinboom and her sister were not Jews, but they were put in concentration camp for helping Jews to escape the Nazi uh, destruction that came to their country. And her sister died in that German prison camp, and Corey suffered terrible, terrible things happening to her. But she survived, and as a radiant Christian, she shared her faith. She wrote a book about it called My Hiding Place. And she said in the midst of all the atrocities in that Nazi prison camp, she found a hiding place. It was not a closet. It was not underneath the building. It was in the Lord. The Lord became her hiding place, her refuge, and her present help in time of trouble. You see, God is enough. And that's what David was discovering in the midst of his loneliness and fears and worries and desperate situation. God is sufficient. He is our refuge. He is our strength. We can believe his promises. We can trust in him. We can depend upon him. He will see us through. He will make the difference. It doesn't matter if the world, the flesh, and the devil are all after us. God's greater. God's bigger. God's more sufficient. God's enough. He is our refuge and strength. He is our security. He is the one who can see us through the toughest times and take us to the other side where life is better. And it's important that we understand that and that we trust him to be everything to us 
that, that we need. And as we do so, let's help other people to know how much God cares about them too and share that with them. God bless you. I hope you have a great day.